And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I am your host, Raider Hart, and you're listening to Ask Raspy. That's right, guys. It's our weekly Raider mailbag segment. Very popular uh, segment that we do here at Silver and Black Hack. And, of course, we can't have the uh, Ask Raspy segment without Raspy Raider. So we've got Raspy Raider here to answer some of your pressing Raider Nation questions of the week. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We do this every week, guys. It's a lot of fun. But before we get to the good stuff, just want to remind you, you can find us on Raider Twitter. If you want to submit your questions for next week's show, you uh, there's you can really never get in too early, guys. So it's not too early to submit for next week if you didn't make the cut this week. Find us on Twitter is the best place to probably do that. You can find us on Facebook as well, but Twitter seems to be the better spot for, you know, in terms of engagement right now. Silver underscore hack. That's our handle. You can find us there. And uh, while you're at it, just help us spread the word. Tell anybody in your life that you know that is a Raider fan that loves Raider content and also loves podcasts that, you know, wherever they're listening to their podcast right now, they could also find the Silver and Black Hack podcast as well. So just make sure to help us spread the word. Let them know where to find us. Like, share, subscribe, download, all that good stuff, guys. And then once you do all that, make sure to keep your notifications on as well. But uh, now that that's out of the way, guys, it's time for the questions. It's time for the mailbag. Raspy. Tough week last week in terms of the Raider game. Had some time to kind of clear your head and your emotions and get all that out of the way. All of us had the same amount of time to do the exact same thing. Where's your head at to take on some Raider questions this week? Have you had enough time or could you have used a full bye week? No, nah, man, I'm one of those. It's like, let's get back into it. Let's get after it like quickly. So I'm ready for Ask Raspy, man. I love this. I love the mailbag. Love this segment, man. Love that you guys love this. I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm chomping at the bit, homie. So we can't have any of that raspy rust going on out here right yeah. now. So. <laughs> so let's keep it going. Dude. I, shook say that, I, shook, I said I shook that off, man. We're good to go. He shook off all the raspy rust, so he's That's ready right. to go. Ready to, right. ready to go here. So we'll start with George from uh, Twitter here. I think, George, I got a lot of the same question, guys. So if you ask the same question, don't, don't, uh, don't be too offended. George is kind of speaking for a whole bunch of Raider – a good portion, a good segment of Raider Nation that has a really simple question about the, the last game and – he just wants to know simply, did the Raiders look past the Rams? George, I think they did. To not 
you know, sit here and beat around the bush. I think they did. I think they thought they were going to go out there and handle a team that didn't have Aaron Donald, let alone Cooper Cup, let alone Matt Stafford, any of these boys. I felt like they thought they were going to go in there and just, you know, dog walk them and roll out. And, uh, and it looked like that early. And I think that that kind of maybe reiterated that in some guys' minds that it was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to – it's going to punk these guys out and we're going to, we're going to head back home. Well, you see what happens in the league if you do that, but I definitely do, which I find absolutely ridiculous in my eyes because you're five and seven to think that you can overlook anybody at that point is absolutely blasphemous, but yet we continue to do this kind of stuff. And then again, get down to a lousy opponent thinking you're better than they are thinking you're better than you are. And this is what happens, man. You lose a close game and you get walked off. You would think that this team would get it at a certain point. How many times does this team have to be beaten and and get, you know, bitten by lesser teams before you get the fact that maybe we're not all that to where – I mean, first off in the NFL, guys, we all know that you can't overlook anybody, really. That's what really makes the elite team so elite is that – when they get an inferior team, they bury them. They don't look down to anybody. If they get a bad team, it's 38 to 13 or whatever. And it's the it, way it should it, be. It, that's exactly, in fact, history in terms of analytics, NFL analytics say that the Super Bowl champions or even the Super Bowl runner up, that's one of the defining characteristics that separates them for the rest of the league is that they beat they they beat bad teams bad. They they you know they'll beat the better teams by one score or whatever. They'll beat the Chiefs by a field goal, but then they'll go out there and they'll beat you know the Texans by twenty eight points. That's how you do it. It's that consistency. This team is still searching for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Raspy. I, I agree with Raspy the whole way. George, I think that he absolutely. I think that the the Raiders did. They they were sleepwalking through that game. Some people want to put it on Thursday night that there's always a weird factor on Thursday night, which I do agree with. But with the discrepancies in talent that were involved in this particular game, no, I can't give that any excuse. I can't let the Raiders off the hook one bit. They overlooked the team, and that's bad coaching, and that's also on the players because this predates Josh McDaniels. This has gone on for. Uh, this not to sound like raspy, but uh, this is one I put on a little bit more on car than I do some of these other guys because he's the most tenured guy, number one. He's seen this happen year in and year out with us playing down, and the quarterback is the, the top on-field leader or in the locker room, despite what some of you guys want to act like this, that football is the ultimate team game, and the long snapper has just as much say as, as the quarterback. We all know that that's BS, guys. The quarterback is the top voice that's not a coach in the locker room and the top voice unquestioned on the field. So I feel like Derek Carr needs to do something different to pull some different strings into these these games where, where it looks like we have the better matchup on paper. These the, There's no way the Raiders can lose this week type of games. They sleptwalked. They, they overlooked him. So I agree 100%. Well, look at look at Cincinnati, man. Two weeks ago, beat the Chiefs by a field goal. Again, a good team beating another good team by a field goal in a close game. They could have had every chance to fall off. They started out pretty slow and lackluster. What did they do against Cleveland last week? Stomped them out. Walked off by two-plus touchdowns and beat a lousy team. 
just like they should have, and march to the next week. That's what good teams do. So until you can, like, put yourself in that tier of teams to be one that, you know, you know, and I, I mean, you, you can sit here and say, oh, well, the Chiefs, you know, they barely beat the Broncos. Dude, I've never seen a worse played game by Mahomes in my life. I mean, he was – it looked like he overlooked the Broncos. So it happens to the best of them, but that's exactly what we did. It's we fine if you these guys. It's fine if you overlook a team every two and you, years and, yeah, you, and still you win. win. Right. And you still win. If you get the wake-up call midway through the third quarter and you still win, it's still not ideal. And, and like you said, the Chiefs, this is the first time that they've done that in how many years? Yeah. They haven't lost to the Broncos in they have like Since twice. 2015. Right. So they have like twice the win streak that even we have on the Broncos, and we have a, a extensive win streak against them. And it's yeah. even twice as long as that. So, yep, they overlooked them. And they aren't good. And that's the other. That's the other thing about it, Raspy, is that we're not the Chiefs to begin with. Even yep. when the Chiefs overlook a team, it's one thing. When the Raiders overlook anybody in the league, it's a whole different ball of wax. That we have proven that we can't climb out of those those ditches that we put ourselves in, like the Chiefs have so often, or the Bengals. So yep. we're not we're not on the same page, on the same tier as those guys right now. And that's what I think everybody thought we were going to be. So we were, you know, we fell f well short of that. But good question, George. I appreciate it. I do. I, I think you're spot on, man. I think because when I think you asked that question, I think that's how you feel is we we underestimated them. And, and we did. I think we overlooked them, underestimated them, however you want to call it. So I'm sipping on Kool-Aid after a three-game win. And uh, it we we are snake bit now, right? disrespected him all the above yep it's it's disrespectful to the game it's disrespectful to the Raiders too it's not just disrespectful to the opponents you're disrespecting the very game that you play that Al Davis the organization that he started decades ago with certain certain levels of expectation certain principles that he had that we've drifted a long way away from let's just keep let's just keep it real but George Great question. I think – I don't think. I know that that was one of the main questions that was asked. That was on the, the lips of every Raider fan out there. You know, even just after as soon as the game ended, that was one of the main things out there that was thrown around. Is that how are we still looking down and overlooking, looking past teams? Especially with the Patriots sitting on the back end, it's pretty easy to buy into the looking past the Rams theory on that. Great question there. We're moving on to, to Juan from Facebook. He's frustrated as well, Raspy. He wants to know, this is kind of, we've kind of covered this a little bit in the preview show, but this is sort of a different angle. Um, he wants to know that in terms of the dumb mistakes, carb throwing picks in the red zone, Defensive F-ups in the fourth quarter. I want to keep it clean here. Um, family show, but it's all good. Defensive F-ups in the fourth quarter. Are those on the players or on the coach, bottom line? So that's a that's an interesting question. Raspy, do those bonehead plays that clearly cost the Raiders to a much lesser team, is that on McDaniels or is it – you don't coach the guys to do that, do you, or do you? No, you don't coach the guys to do that, man. These are – there's got to be what you call 
accountability amongst each and every individual player. So maybe that part of it leaks down from the coach. But, I mean, these guys know you cannot get away with anything, anything nowadays. So whether it be Cleve Farrell jumping off sides on a fourth and three on the punt team costing us, or it be Jerry Tillery after – which is even more blasphemous after we had sacked the quarterback game was pretty much over. All you got to do is just turn around and walk back. I can't put that on the coaches. I get it that it's in the heat of the moment and on the field, there's a lot of stuff being talked about that we do not hear as fans, you know, or as viewers of a game, but you have got to keep your composure, man. So, it sucks because you would think that that should all leak down from the coach, but ultimately these dudes are grown-ass men out there making plays on the field in the heat of battle. They have to be able to keep it together, but there has to be consequences. So that's where I think it does come to the coaches. That if you go blow a game and and just, quite frankly, piss it down your leg because of, you know, lack of mental, you know, mental aptitude, there's got to be some repercussions for that. So that's a tough question, man, because, yes, it should come from the coaches, but ultimately the coaches aren't out there on the field in the heat of the battle. And quite frankly, what Tillery did last week is so frustrating because it nullified all the good he has done, all that good you had done in the few weeks leading up to that. And we were praising you, giving you the freaking – you know, all the love and all the respect and thanks and gratitude in the world, man. And you piss it away in one single play because you can't keep yourself together against a guy like Baker Mayfield chirping at you. Come on, man. That's on the players, man. They're on the field. They need to handle that. I feel like as a team, penalties have been down. We've been better. We're not the most penalized team in the league. I know we still got a lot of work to do in that regard, but I mean, he's been here a year. It's a culture change and it's a culture shift, too, that needs to take place. But ultimately, these guys have got to be able to keep their stuff together on the field, man, because you see what that kind of stuff costs you. It cost us the game. It did. It did. And, yeah, I mean, it's on the players. I agree. A lot of you, I see most of you out there, at least in the mentions and in the, in the threads and stuff like that, are putting that on coaching, but guys, let's just be real. Let's again, let's take the Tillery incident again. Do you really think that coaches are going to be able to have the foresight or the have the time in their practice schedule to carve out time to practice that scenario? Okay, Raspy, this is the scenario. We just sacked the quarterback with less than two minutes to go. It's a it's a third string quarterback with just two days with the playbook. And he's got the ball in his hands and he's talking mad-ish to you and you just don't don't hit the ball. Like they're supposed to drill that or something? Like yeah, you can't on, you can't you can't game out every way that a player is gonna have a mental meltdown in the heat of battle. There's just too yeah. many variables. And even Carr's red zone pick, you know that that's they were coached that he was coached to do the exact opposite of that in that situation and McDaniels is clearly unhappy if you heard some of the comments some of the subtext to what he was saying when he was asked about that particular part of the game in his press in his post-game presser he was he, he basically put a lot of shade on Derek Carr for that moment and obviously rightfully so I mean 
Raspy's right that some of that may be cultural, but I think McDaniels has done a lot to to clean that up. And there's just no excuse for jumping off sides on a on a on a punt like that. That's 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 so stupid that you know you just shouldn't even. That's like teaching your kids not to be a serial killer. Like you don't even have, like that's so far yeah. beyond, like you, you don't even jump, have to go you there. You want to jump off sides on a punt that's fourth and 18 to just really like, we got to pin back, man. And even if I jump off, you know, let me try to snap fourth and three and you give them the ball back and put their offense back on the field. Anything with, with any play that would result in a freaking first down, you cannot commit any penalty that would result in a first down. You have to know in your mind, coaching aside, like you said, that's like telling your kids not to go out and kill people. It's It, it doesn't need to be spoken. You guys have been playing this game your whole damn life. You blew it. I mean, that's something that would have been stupid in, in uh, youth football, right? Yeah. Jumping off sides on, on fourth and three on the punt team. At that point, man, if you're Cleve Farrell, if anything, you should be telling yourself, if anything, let me be laid off the ball here to really make sure right. that I – let me be a split second. Let me make sure I see the ball moving forward before I even dare to move. And let me just basically sit here and just get in the way until I see that ball punted in the air just to make sure it's three yards. It's three yards, man. And, and with Tillery, if Baker Mayfield was saying anything, what could he have been saying after a sack? And number two, if he is saying something, just point up to the scoreboard and say, "You just got sacked, and you're down. You're down, homie. What? Like what? Tell him, tell him, game over, man. Look, point at your point at your wrist, like you're pointing at your watch. Tick, 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 tick. We let's yep. we can talk for we could talk for the rest of the night. We could run out the clock. That's all yep. you have to do. And Carr, there's no there's no excuse for a nine year veteran not to know the situation, the time, the place. That the one thing you can't do with a team that's struggling on the other end is give them any hope or leave points, you know, take points off the scoreboard that are essentially there. If Carlson misses a chip shot, let him miss the chip shot. That yeah. we all know that he's he wouldn't have done that. that. He's not missing that. I'm sorry, he's not missing that. He's not, and even if he does, then look, the kicker missed. Like that's yeah. that, that was every that's that play stuff that happens, was, right? That's, that stuff happens, man. And if that's the case, it's not on you, Carr. You nope. drove us down there. You got us. That's the thing. All that work you did getting us down there, you nullified it tenfolds by throwing into triple coverage and taking three points off the board and giving them all the momentum in their own stadium right before half when they're getting the ball. I mean, it was like the most blasphemous thing you could have done. I don't think you could. There's not a worse thing other than a pick six at that point in time that you could have done. There is nothing worse. So you did the second worst thing you could have done. He really did. And one thing, Juan, I will say that we kind of agree that on the field, when you make those type of – because it wasn't just stupid plays either. The Tillery mistake was selfish. So you can't yeah. really – you know, there's no excuse. The coach isn't telling – yeah, Raspy, I want you to go out there and make a real stupid, selfish play when we really don't need it to hurt us bad. There's nobody saying that. But one thing that, you know, one thing I will say, though, that I'll put on the coaching staff that maybe they need to do a better job of is if you do make a stupid mistake like that, if you do throw that red zone pick, if you do jump off sides on fourth and three on special teams of all things, not on defense – 
you've got to be better by about bouncing back. And and if you mess up, make the play the next on the next snap and take it away, and or just get the stop. If you dig down and make the stop later on and keep them out of the end zone, we're not talking. The show the shows today are completely different. You make we're, up for that, dude. You make yeah, that goes for Nate Hobbs or any of those guys because I nobody talks about Hobbs, but I I almost count those blown, not really blown coverages because he wasn't like he wasn't in the in the in the right area of the field, but those bad ineffective, not making the play on those on those those targets in the fourth quarter where he's late, letting Schronick, what was his name, Schronick? Schronick, Scrotum. When he's letting Scrotum go out there and get that done out there. So I, I put that as a as a dumb mental mistake, too. It's not just about jumping off sides. It's one of those plays, Raspy, you know, when you when you run it back, clearly it was a crucial one. It was like, the, I think it was the play that set him up for the last play. It was the play that put him in with 15 seconds to go in in the red zone with the with room to strike to the end zone, right? It was a, a play where Hobbs was called where he was supposed to have outside leverage and he let the guy beat him outside. He let Skronik, or I think it was Skronik, beat him on the outside anyway when he, that was his whole job. Like that's a blown, that's another mental mistake that let him get into range. So if you do mess up, coach him up to bounce back and erase it and make the play. That's the one area where I would put it on the coaches. The rest of it's to the players, for me, the players on the field. Yep. That's the thing, Juan, is the, is the players on the field, man. They're the ones in charge. The coaches can't jump out there and and tell them to settle down, you know. I mean, they've, they've got to be able to play within themselves and not make stupid penalties and stupid mistakes that cause your team, you know, another set of downs. You can't do it. And, and I'll, wrap it, I'll wrap this question with this analogy. Wouldn't it be kind of like Raspy if your teacher was teaching or a teacher was teaching a kid – you know, a a math subject or whatever they're, you know, teaching them every day, every day. And then they took the test and failed or they didn't do their homework and failed. Is that on the teacher? Does right. the teacher be docked for that? Should the teacher be docked because your kid was playing PlayStation at night or, and just, you know, brushing off the, not paying attention, not taking notes. They fail the test, don't study. Even though the, the lesson was being presented every day in class, they were just checked out. Is that a should the teacher get their pay deducted for every time that happens? It doesn't make much sense in that respect. So, agreed. But it makes sense, Juan. It's a good question. A lot of frustration coming out of a very frustrating game, a frustrating result. And we'll we'll wrap it on a question from Shane Stevens, which is still sort of the same. Frustration was sort of the tone of the day, guys. All the questions that were coming in, and I get it. I was just as frustrated off of that as everybody else. Shane Stevens has an issue with us, Raspy, um, blaming the offense. This is another thing that I've heard out here a lot. He says, why you guys blame the offense for everything? Last time I checked, the D let Mayfield drive 98 yards with everything on the line. Raspy, what... How do you how do you uh, respond to that? Well, Shane, I mean, I get it, I get it, but at the same time, the reason we blame the offense, if you go back and listen to any show we have, is where's all our money predicated? Where are all our big dogs predicated, man? On the offense, scoring sixteen points in an NFL game, Shane. If you think that's enough, then I'll shut my mouth. 
But if you think scoring 16 points in an NFL game is going to get you there, I don't – you lost me. I'm lost. So I, I, I'm sorry, Shane. I got to bust back at you on this one, man. That's ridiculous. We score 19 points, we win that game. So if you can't put some of your feelings aside for this lousy defensive play, and you're not wrong – because we did, but also 11 yards of passing in the second half, three points. Is that enough? Crickets, right? It's not enough. Sorry, Shane. I don't go hard on these. I don't go hard on the questions much times, man. But if you want to come at me and say that I always bang on the offense, man, I feel like we're pretty damn even keeled over here. This offense is predicated to win games and is built to win games and has money poured into them to win games. So scoring 16 points against a defense who doesn't have Aaron Donald or a Sean Robertson, Robertson, and we can score 16 points after the way we started off and just fall flat on our face and score three points in the second half and have 11 yards of passing. Yes, I'm going to put that on the offense, and I'm not going to apologize for that. It was a pathetic, putrid, putrid <laughs> second half for this offense, man. So, damn, dude. The D, I know, gave it up. You know, the, the booty hole there at the end. I get it. But the only reason that they were in position to have to do that or even be in the position to give that up was because the offense could not do diddly squat in 30 minutes of second-half football. The offense lost this game, period. Shane, the reason why – I mean, he, he just laid it out exactly right. The reason why is, man, aren't you – haven't you ever seen a, or read a Spider-Man comic or seen a movie or, or anything – to who to who gets great power is great has great responsibility, man. To whom much is given, much is much is expected. I mean, that's that's it. This offense has the firepower. This offense has the payroll. I know some of you guys are sick of hearing it, but the facts are facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about if you're annoyed with you know sick and tired of hearing it is it, the truth is just what it is and this is the this is the the larger issue that that i have with this this type of thinking uh shane is that so the uh, so the the, the defense and, and so many other people seem to see the, the raiders and see the football the way that you do in fact it seems to be almost right down the line of the car debate in some ways the defense has to be perfect for four quarters. They held this team to three quarters as late as halfway through the fourth quarter. They did collapse late. I, nobody can argue that because it's, it's a fact. The defense has to be perfect for four quarters, but you guys don't care one iota that the offense only turn, turns in half a game. So why is the standard higher for the underfunded defense, though, well, much underfunded, way underfunded defense compared to the offense. In fact, the third least funded defense in all of the NFL. Why do they have to put in a, a full four days or four quarters of work, a full day's work is what I was trying to say, and the offense can, can, can clock out right before lunchtime and they don't show up for, after lunch, and that's cool. I'm tired of this team having to accommodate cars, poor performances on defense, you know, with defense. 
That's so unfair, dude. You go back, man, and look at his stats when the defense holds teams under 20 points. He freaking folds half the time, maybe more than half the time, or right about 50%. I mean, it's that bad. It's pathetic, man. So to give, you know, to give the offense a pass and to just put all the scrutiny on a defense that, you know, is underfunded is unfair. Damn, man, what are we talking about? Raspy, why are the Broncos not going to make the playoffs this year with the um, a defense that's either at the top for most of the season or right near the top? Why, why aren't they even going to sniff the playoffs this season? Lackluster offense, a piss-poor offense, and not being able to score the damn ball. And their defense gives up around 16, 17 points a game, at least before the Chiefs game. I'm sure that that's up a little bit now. They were giving up 17 points a game this season, 16, 17 points a game, and it wasn't enough. To, they have three wins. So it, it's not enough in the modern NFL to go out there and do that. And, again, I just don't understand why – the defense has to be perfect four quarters, and you guys just don't care at all that the offense – it's been just as big of a part of these games that the blown leads has been the offense not showing up in the second half, and none of you guys care about that. The other part of it too, Raspy, is this. The same people that say this will also say – I've seen this numerous times this season – the games where the defense does, even if the defense wasn't playing great, the defense does give the the offense the ball back late with Derek Carr this season. How many times have, have the Raiders gotten the ball late with Derek Carr's got the ball in his hands with the chance to win? And we were like 0-6 at some point this year with that. How come you got how come that same logic doesn't apply to the offense then? Hey, you had the ball in your hands with the last second with all the money on the line and you didn't yeah. get it done. Ignoring the rest of the game, right? That's what you guys did with the defense. The last drive is the only thing that mattered. So why does you're so right? Sorry to cut you off. You're absolutely right. And we've had six games this season where we scored twenty points or less. Imagine that. Imagine have a winning record. Wow, what a big surprise, right? The other part of it too, Raspy, is that if you're if you're so doesn't doesn't this take the defense off the hook the entire Derek Carr era? Any of the games where the defense may have given up thirty or forty points, but the offense had a chance late but didn't close it. Doesn't that make that all those games? It doesn't matter how many points are given up. The offense you should have scored that last drive. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna look at it that way, absolutely. I, I mean, if what's good for the goose, right? I mean, the yeah. defense to three for three and a half quarters, but they didn't stop him on one drive late with the, with the money on the line, like Shane likes to say. So doesn't that same thing apply when the the Raiders lose 35-31, but the, but the offense had a chance late and couldn't punch it in? Just score, yeah. right? The defense give you a chance late. You had the ball. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen it too much. I've seen it too many damn times. And I'm not trying to, like, Dog pile Shane either. I appreciate the question. And, you know, by all means, man, throw it out there. Put me on blast. I get it. But I just, I'm sorry. If we would have scored, Shane, if we, I'm sorry, Shane, not to the Raiders or any other thing. If we would have scored 24 points and lost this game, you'd have a leg to stand on. We scored 16 points, man. We had a lead. We had another 13 plus point lead. We've done this four times this season. 
You can blame the defense for that, but at the same time, look at each and every one of those games. Our offense went stagnant for two quarters of each one of those games. Just like Hart says, he just wants us to play a freaking full four-quarter four game. Get it done, and you don't lose these games. That's four games, man. Turn our record around real quick, bro. Add four more games to that, man. We had nine wins, and we're rolling, chilling. Even two of those games, if you just do it in two of those and you take two of those from the loss column, we're looking really good in the AFC right now, right? Yeah, absolutely we are. So yeah, game, it, it, it's super move. frustrating, man, when, like you said, it's like I'm, I'm not going to give this offense a pass. I just want some consistency because, seriously, it's the same guys that want the argument both ways. It's the defense's fault when the Raiders lose 35-31, even when the offense had a chance late. Or this season when we were 0-6 when the offense had – Against the Cardinals, had the ball late. Renfro fumbles. Against the Titans, they they couldn't get uh, the two point. Didn't get the two point. I mean, there's numerous times that that this happened where they didn't get it done. You could even say against the Rams, they had that. They had the a, a third and two to put the game away and couldn't get it. Couldn't get it done. That so was my it, main issue in that in that game in the second half was we knew Hart and I are talking on the phone. I said it was third and two. We ran it with Josh. He got one yard. It was fourth and one. It was on like our own like thirty eight or thirty nine. I didn't even care. I said if you give the ball back to these guys, they're going to come down the field and beat us. Period. And what did we do? Couldn't get a freaking yard or two and a play or two, and here we go, and we lose by a point with nine seconds left with no time to try to come back. I mean, this is just – it was Thursday night, as bad as this season was, that was like a microcosm of our entire season was Thursday night, and it literally sucked the life out of me because the minute I start believing and start getting back on the train, it's feeling like we can go and make a run and actually do something relevant – we go and have an offensive performance where we throw out 16 points against a skeleton crew. There's no excuse. And I'm not giving them a damn pass in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not blaming this all on the defense. The defense spent, I think, probably, I don't know, I look, I, we can look at the time, but I guarantee it was every bit of 20 minutes plus in that, four, or in that second half out on the field. They're gassed. And they're just throwing, they're just throwing guys out there, you know, who are just have fresh legs on the Rams just to run around. And, you know, you weren't getting the pressure, and that was on Graham as well. I get that. But ultimately, you had you, you, you had chances. You gave the, the defense gave the ball back to the offense, and the offense did jack diddly in the second half to try to extend that lead to where none of that mattered. Score one field goal, and all those late-game heroics don't mean anything. Just even a first down, how many – Three and outs that the that the defense give the offense. Speaking of the defense in the second half, right? And they would just give punt the ball, and even with good field position, they kept punting the ball from right around midfield back to the Rams. I just want consistency, guys. I just want consistency with your arguments. If you're going to say that the team, the the unit that ha that's on the field last with the with the game in the balance and they don't get it done, that all of the rest of the game is on them. Fine, if that's how I don't agree with that view of football, but if that's the view that you want to have, then I need 
Derek Carr in the offense to have that same microcosm, that same microscope put on him because that would rewrite the entire the, – everyone that posts that whole the, – the amount of points that Derek Carr's defenses have given up, that negates that whole argument because now I just need to know how many times did he have the ball late. That's it. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how many points are given up. So just give me some consistency. You know, it's, and again, I agree, Shane, it's not just on you. Um, but I just picked that question because that, that you represent a, a huge number of fans that that really see the game that way and have been saying very similar things since that game. So I just thought it was an appropriate debate to have on, on this topic on, on air. Yeah, I know um, I've come across as a total ass on that, but I'll, I will die on that hill, man. You have got to score more than 16 points. You lose the game 30-27 – Different story. Different story. Unless you want to take that, the, the you know Shane's viewpoint of everything, then who had the ball last? Who? What? Yeah. What? what yeah. No, absolutely, I agree with that too. But I'm just saying, like, you know, even if it was, I mean, your defense did everything they could do to keep a team under 20 points, and you freaking lost. I mean, they so, had three you, I guarantee go. Shane and anybody that feels the same way he feels, go back to them, you know, two and a half, three months, three and a half months ago and say, hey, where are D's going to give up in a handful of games, you know, three or four games, less than 20 points and we're going to lose? They, they'd say, what a waste of an offense and all the money we spent. Guarantee that's what Mark is saying. Yeah, he's saying, "Why did they let me?" He's saying, "We we paid all these salaries to to this offense, Derek Carr, and all the rest of these guys. And how many wins are we going to have?" I mean, that's what he's thinking. It's different when you have to sign the checks, and yeah. the check have many zeros on the back end. It's a whole different thing. So, Damn. great question. It sucks. Sucks that it's came to this, man. Well, the we, the Raiders can blame themselves for this, man. It, it's we were all on board. We were all excited. The expectations were there, and they pissed down their leg. And that's yep. you know this is something that we've seen. You said that 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 the Rams game is a microcosm of this season. I would argue it's a microcosm of the last decade for the Raiders. You know, as soon as you start to believe we're turning the corner, up oh, not yet. False start. Yep. Not quite Not yet. yet. No personal foul. Yep. Not nope, yet. We're, Offsides. Nope. Not good yet. Nope. 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 Pick. Oh, throwing a pick into triple coverage inside the red zone right before the half. Come on, man. Silver and black are back. Nope. That lost the Rams. Nope. Yeah. That's the way it goes. So we've seen this before. Hopefully that the Raiders can turn it around uh, going forward, man. We we all deserve to to taste. The same success that that Raiders fan, Raiders and Raider fans of previous generations have have been able to enjoy. We deserve it every bit as much as they did, if not more. Because let's let's be real, man. The the original Raider Nation, the original Raider fans that started as the as the team started, didn't go through the, these lean years that nope. Deck did. They were winning rings or competing for rings just about every year until a certain time. So we've been through the the. Is what Bahami Jones? We've seen the the dry riverbeds, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that I chose to to pour my heart and soul into this team for the last 35 years, and to get what a 
what was it like three playoff appearances? And I think 14, it's six. 14, eight or less win seasons. Awesome, man. So glad I signed up for this. The Raiders have lost at least eight games in 18, 18. years. 18 of G, brother. Yeah, so it's even worse than I thought. Damn, man. Damn. Shane, not trying to pile on you, man. We love you. We love that you listen. We love that you throw it out there, man. But like I said, struck a nerve. Uh, hey, I'm sure I struck one with you, too. And you'd probably like to give me a piece of your mind. And I don't blame you, man. I mean, this is ultimately it comes from the same. We're cut from the same cloth. We want us to win. So I get it. But. So sorry if I went haywire on that one. I just expect more of this, you know, high-priced, supposedly high-power offense that we thought we were getting. And Shane, if you do want to respond, hit us up. Hit us up at you know sure. score hack. That's that's the way to. Well, you know, I mean, you submitted the question, so you you know where to find us. But yeah, that we love the engagement. We don't expect everybody to agree, and we don't expect to agree with. With everybody else, you know, just like any other family that not everybody thinks the same way or agrees all the time. And Raider Nation is no different. Uh, we appreciate the questions. We appreciate the engagement. Raspy, do you have any final comments, questions, anything before we go? No, man. Nothing but love. For real. Nothing but love. For all of y'all nation. No matter where, no matter where you lie, you root for Raiders, you're, you know, you're a man or a woman of my heart, and I love y'all, man. You might, like you said, like Art says, man, you may disagree with your brother or sister. I don't mean you don't love them. So appreciate each and every one of you guys, man. Thanks for uh, the engagement. And thanks for tuning in, and thanks for keeping us on our toes because this is the kind of stuff that we need to we need to dive into. I mean, this is part of it, man. We, we've got people on one side, people on another side, but all, when it all boils down to it, we're all nation all the time. Things have got to get better. Things have got to change. But uh, we're going to ride it out with you. So y'all be good, man. Keep it short and sweet. Stay safe. Stay humble. We'll uh, we'll be talking soon, man. Let's go uh, try to put it on them pads. Peace. If the Raiders want any chance of keeping their playoff hopes alive, we have to beat the Pats. If you guys missed our – Raiders Pats pregame show. Make sure to keep or make sure to, to go back and check that out. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff there to get you ready for the game. And we'll be here for you after the game to break it down in the postgame show to see what happened. And uh we'll see. We'll know a lot more about whether or not this the Raiders have any chance of making the playoffs or not, or if that's just an absolute pipe dream after this weekend. Still may be a pipe dream, win or lose, but if they lose, we we know exactly what it will be. But um, either way, guys, we're, we're going to be here to cover it. We're here for the long haul. So uh, you know where to turn for the Realist Raiders takes, predictive stance and advanced analytics. That's, of course, the Silver and Black Hack podcast. For my co-host, Raspy Raider, this is your host, Raider Hart, leaving you guys for now. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game, guys. And until then, let's – we can hope, can't we? We can hope that the Raiders find a way to welcome Belichick and just win, baby. <laughs>